Steve, I'm being honest, 100% honest. I apologize that you're here doing the Song Topsy Report because I feel like it's getting in the way of your history and politics podcast that you really want to do. Like a George or no, a Dan Carlin, like hardcore history. No, style. Nick, instead of talking for five hours about the Battle of Thermopylae, I want to sit here and talk about Kevin Federline for 45 minutes. Please, can we start doing that now? Well, as long as, Please, you're, not, as, long as you're not being facetious. Uh, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I am. Excited to see how much of that you keep. <laughs> Mike, why are you giving me a look just prior to my introduction of the show? Was there something that I that I cut you off that you wanted to say? Oh no, man. That was just oh, it's just Just all of Steve's boring history that was talk. Boring government talk, man. As opposed to interesting Britney Spears ex husband talk. Eh? Um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. And Welcome. if you are a lo- yes, thank you. And if you are a long-term listener, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts if you have not done so already. Five stars, preferably, but you know, just be honest. Also, if you know any famous people, uh, make them listen to it and make sure they like it. Steve, I've said it a hundred times. It's not a strategy for growth. No, come on. Some of you got to know famous people out there. <laughs> Tell them about the show. When you say famous people, like if we were to use Kevin Federline as like the base level how in relation to his current level of fame at least five degrees higher than him. <laughs> at I, least five I, I i'm talking like i'm and i'm not a crazy person i'm talking like at the tip like, t- at the tip top level i'm talking like kevin bacon dennis quaid levels okay that would be fine okay or, oh, or that is some, an acceptable level. or if anyone is is uh, in contact with uh the patron saint of the song topsy report weird al yankovic uh and just pass the show along to him, that would be great, too. I mean, I'd argue we could even get some Warped Tour peeps, like the, the Freaks boys. They could come on for uh F-R-E-A-X-X-X. Were yeah. you not sitting next to me when I said at least five degrees higher than Kevin Federline? That is at, le- that is at most two. Yeah. So Kevin Federline, or K-Fed, um, we all remember. The, the, he was at one point probably the most hated celebrity in the United States. And I got to say... Uh, uh, and Tila Tequila is a Nazi. <laughs> Wait. Is she really a Nazi or is she just being dumb? Nazis They're not are, mutually exclusive. Yeah, no, Nazis are dumb. <laughs> hey, right, hey, anyone listening who's a Nazi or likes Nazis, you're dumb. And stop listening. Well, no, unless we need the we need the listenership. We Steve. don't need that. No. Remember, Steve. like a few minutes ago, when I was talking about, I've never heard of an idea so terrible that it that it it's a, absolutely a terrible idea to even discuss it. And then when I said after that, there are some things that once you say it out loud, there's yeah, you don't talk about it anymore. So that's one of them. You don't think that maybe through some bizarre happenstances that we have been entertaining the masses and we can cultivate and nurture these Nazis into normal people? Is I that- feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. <laughs> I we have Mike. We, we have only been doing this for five minutes. Mike, I would like to think that the Song Topsy Report is an entertainment slash maybe slight educational podcast. Hopefully, it makes people laugh. It is not a Nazi rehabilitation program. We're not deprogramming cultists. You don't know, man. 
maybe people are inspired by our by our open minds and believe they need to turn over a new leaf. So they got to keep listening because we are educating the masses, Steve. Can't turn them away. That's, you know, what would Jesus do? Oh, okay. Well, so now you're equating. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't. No, we can't open I'm this. <laughs> no, Mike, you know what? Let's see. Let's see if talking about K-Fed's rap career makes people abandon years of prejudice and closed-minded thinking. Let's see if that happens. I'm intrigued now. So, Kevin Federline, I gotta say, like, him and his rap career were the laughingstock of the world in the mid-2000s, but digging back into his work, I, I feel a degree of empathy towards him. Because he was, he was, he was, he was like the prime target for derision. But when you see what has happened in the 12 years since this song came out, what he did compared to what many celebrities and entertainers have done today and get away with, the amount of crap that K-Fed got, and I yes, I will refer to him as K-Fed throughout this episode, <laughs> the amount of hate that he got just seems very disproportionate to what he actually did. So... He married Britney Spears. Uh, I don't know, uh, Nick. What, I'm looking it? at Genius Lyrics right now, and the first things I see in parentheses are the words yodel, grunt, and oik, oink. <laughs> so what? I don't know if we're on the same page here. Right here in this very studio for Mop Top Kids from Liverpool. Well, you know what? Let's see. We're going to play a little bit of Popo Zao. Now, Popo Zao as you will hear Kevin Federline explain in a moment, is a Brazilian... What, what culture is he appropriating here? Uh, Brazil. Okay. It is a Brazilian booty shaker. And <laughs> it was supposed to be the lead you single... Know you can buy those for five ninety nine at Target. I know, they're fantastic. I have three in my room. It was supposed to be the lead single for his debut rap album, but the song was so poorly received, it did not make it onto the album. Uh, why is that, you ask? Well, the single is Popo Zao. This is a uh, Brazilian ass shaker right here. Can I say that? Right on. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so far, it's great. So, Are you impressed yet? Is this the music video? So this didn't get a music video. This song, Popo Zao, inspired, and I did my research on this. This was one of the first viral YouTube videos ever. Because YouTube was less than a year old when this came out. It hadn't even been bought by Google yet. And this immediately, the, the, vi the video we're watching, if you were on the internet in 2006, you remember all the memes that came out of Kevin Federline in the recording studio doing just like these weird like gyrations and like movements to his own song that he is clearly in love with. He is so enamored with the song. It's 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 just very entertaining well, to watch. He's written exactly one more song than I have, so That's not true. Your your chap hop album is coming soon. Duh, spoiler alert. <laughs> why is Also I also I didn't really write that one either. Why is he making animal noises and laughing at the top? I feel like you got to kind of Choose one, right? Like I always ask you that in church. 
<laughs> Yo, listen, they say lamb of God, man, so it's got to be a lamb. You think there's, like, less annoying, subservient animals you could be to God than... Like Kevin Federline? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Hey, you know, speaking of <laughs> annoying and subservient animals, let's talk a little bit about K- uh, K-Fed. So, you know, it's it's actually possible some of our listeners might be young enough where they weren't really aware of who Kevin Federline was. Because this, this was this was 12 years ago. This was... Well, actually, we can go back even further. Kevin Federline married Britney Spears in 2004. And then in 2006, they got divorced. And hilariously enough... Or tragically enough, I guess, because this is a real <laughs> K Fed is a real human being. His album, his debut album, Playing with Fire, came out, and a week later, Britney Spears divorced him. Oh. Via text. <laughs> no! Text message. That's a text. <laughs> Yo, I didn't know you could text divorce someone. I certainly thought you couldn't text message breakup. Well, you can do it in the newspapers, too, if you want. That that is such a quaint way of doing it. I almost wouldn't be opposed to it. Wait, oh, you, you go don't to the know what I'm talking about? Do no, you? I don't actually. That's how that's how our current president uh, divorced um, Marla Maples. I think. No kidding. Yeah, and like the New York Times is like, yeah, I don't want to be married to her anymore. Wow. So we've just put it on the front page of the paper. Well, I mean, it doesn't. It's not legally binding. That just lets them. They they they're letting the other person know. Listen, like- they, d- they didn't have text messaging back then. It was it was a much more inefficient system. You had to go to the classifieds and hope the person you wanted to receive the message read it. You know, I, I sounds like more and more ways people are getting more romantic with divorcing people and breaking up. You know, just like I want to imagine, it's kind of like um, it's like almost like when you propose to someone, but you're proposing divorce. You know. So it's like the opposite of the romantic thing. Yeah, so like maybe, you know, maybe if I ever get divorced the first time, I'll, I'll get one of those, like, the airplanes with the banner. And Why are you already uh, so planning yeah, okay. for your so, first divorce? So first of all, you're presupposing you're going to get married. You're presupposing that that marriage will end in failure. Mm. You're presupposing that it will only be the first of many marriages you attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, guys, yeah, speaking okay. of ending in failure, Kevin <laughs> Federline. Clear, clearing <laughs> it up. I just want to clear These it up. These K-Fed segues are the greatest thing right now, Nick. I love it. <laughs> so K-Fed is a, and this is the first time I felt the need to use a, uh, uh, quotes. A K- K-Fed brand segue uh, also uh, failed after the first test run. <laughs> Several people died in the attempt. It only drives into brick walls. Uh, K-Fed is a rapper, DJ, actor, television personality, professional wrestler, and fashion model. And that makes him sound like a very impressive person. I'll give him two of those. What are the two you'll give him among rapper, DJ, actor, television personality, professional wrestler, and fashion model? I'll give him DJ if only because I actually don't have any knowledge of him doing that. So I'm assuming it's happening without, without me knowing it. Uh, what's the list again? DJ and... Rapper, actor, television personality, professional wrestler, fashion Let's model. say television personality. Yes. Yes, because he and Britney Spears had their own reality show, Chaotic. Yeah, I'll give him two of those. <laughs> so, K-Fed was previously a backup dancer. He worked with some big name acts. He worked with Michael Jackson, uh, Justin Timberlake, among others. Um, <laughs> do not date and marry your backup dancer, musicians. All right. Oh. If you've learned nothing from Britney and from J Lo, I don't know. Was Mariah Carey married to one at one point? I don't know. <sighs> I feel that like that sounds right, but that I, could totally yeah, just yeah. be gossip. I feel gossip. like I feel like this is just the thing that keeps happening, and you just learn from a learn from your peers' mistakes, musicians. Okay. So you're telling me most people are dating their backup 
It's like literally. They're, they're plan A. <laughs> they're plan B. They're literally your backup. <laughs> well, you already know they're going to be supportive. That's right. <laughs> As in they can lift you up because they're dancers. <laughs> so, uh, K-Fed ended a previous engagement with a woman. And uh, after three months of dating Britney Spears, the two got married in 2004. And thus began their uh, two-year relationship until it ended. Now, th- there's... Was this but when she was bald or post-bald? Pre- this was pre-bald. Oh, pre-bald. Yes. She... I, I Actually, I looked up the timeline. So, or, order of event one. They get married in 2004. Order of event two. Kevin Federline releases a debut album, Playing With Fire. <laughs> a week after, divorce. And then a few months after that is when Britney shaved her head. Now, there's so much... Like tabloid gossip that like we could discuss about Kevin Federline, but I don't want to get into that. I want to get into the more tragic musician aspect of Kevin Federline's life because once again, the more I dug into this, there, there's two articles specifically that I found that to me just shed him in such a such a I don't know such a relatable light. He because because Kevin Federline. Had these asp- I don't now. Here's the thing. I don't know if he had these aspirations to be a rapper or if it was just a logical career move after he married Britney Spears. Oh, come out with an album. That just seems to be the thing to do. So he came, he he had his album announced, and in the weeks leading up to it, he decided to start a tour to promote this album. And the first location of this tour was Webster Hall, right here in New York City, which I have been to many times actually. There were a few journalists who were there to see the first live K-Fed show, and they wrote about it. And um, this was a um, New York Times article, or not New York Times, a New York Post article, I believe. That makes more sense. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So the article starts, and I'm uh, reading directly, quote, Aspiring rapper and Britney Spears barnacle, Kevin Federline, played his first New York show this weekend. It kicked off the tour promoting his self-released album, Playing With Fire, and Webster Hall Saturday Night was a curious sight indeed. An informal survey of the crowd yielded a foursome who confessed that they were friends of K-Fed's manager and had gotten free tickets, two judgment-reserving girls who also had free tickets, which they'd won from TRL, a priceless foreign couple who admitted they'd first heard of Kevin Federline, quote, this day, and one couple with mixed intentions, she. I'm not a fan, just really into the tabloids. He, glumly, my girlfriend made me come. <laughs> and though the venue may have been sorely undersold, estimates put the sparse crowd at around 250, a sixth of Webster Hall's capacity. And then there was a, another article uh, written by uh, Today.com where they discuss that uh, crowd size. They say, quote, Kevin Federline's New York City gig at Webster Hall wasn't canceled as some predicted, but it reportedly took some big time begging on his part. Quote, they were going to cancel the concert because of low attendance, but he begged them to keep it on, a Webster Hall bartender told Star. He had to fight with them to keep this concert. Only 300 people showed up at the club that holds about 1,500. K-Fed was scheduled to go on at 7 p.m., but the crowd was so sparse (laughs) <laughs> that the aspiring rapper waited for three hours in the hope that more fans would appear. Quote, he was holding things up because there weren't enough fans, the bartender told uh, the tab. Quote, it was a bad idea. He shouldn't have neglected the fans that were there. Federline's performance oh has been described as, quote, mercifully short. <laughs> it goes on. That's- but this was the guy's first concert. This was his first attempt at a music career. 
<laughs> Dude, Todd, his nickname should be K Fail, man. That's awful. <laughs> this, uh, I'm I'm entranced by this couple that was mentioned. The notion that uh, the one couple I one couple I talked to arrived with mixed intentions. So when you say the phrase mixed intentions in my head, I'm thinking uh, the man, uh, the boyfriend was there to see uh, Kevin Federline and the girlfriend was there to assassinate him. <laughs> what made him think? Wait and Ah, hours. there, you've hit upon it already. <laughs> three hours! That's ins- That's like... Three hours, and he performed for half an hour. They say, quote, Britney Spears' hubby only rapped for about half an hour and, reports one eyewitness, quote, seemed really confused about how to act on stage. He would pace from one side of the stage to the other, just saying things like, hey, 30 times in a row, or New York, thank you for coming. Buy my CD. Oh, my God. He had a complete and utter mental breakdown up there, dude. He, he just shut off. He didn't know what to do. I, wonder, I wish I could have been there to I, see that. I know, that was a moment oh. in history. Because literally, he, he performed a few more dates after that, but several of his other concert dates were canceled because n- nobody bought tickets for them. So I want to get back into Popo Zhao, but uh, a few other little bits of information I discovered upon research. Uh, Kevin Federline had his own record label. And take through, you know what, take two guesses as to what Kevin Federline's record label that he created was called. Kevin Federline? Close. Confederated music musicians incorporated closer confederate it- albums <laughs> <laughs> oh man he and went d- down oh, a man. really dark word association and, it's, and instead of c it starts with a k oh god oh that'd be fun wordplay they're gonna be that mad at him right three case no uh <laughs> his record label was called federation all right. How is, his how last is that? Name, yes, I get it. But how is that? You said it weird, so I assume there's weird punctuation. No, it's just his last name is Federline. So he thought for about a minute, I would say, and then decided Federation. I see. I put too much thought into it. That was my fault. <laughs> Something Kevin Federline was never accused of. <laughs> so the first single, Popo's Out, was produced by Disco D and co-composed by Britney Spears. The song takes inspiration from Brazil's uh, Favela Funk. The song was panned by critics, and the single release was canceled. Once again, the only other time I've heard of this happening was with, was with Song Topsy Report alumni Design the Skyline, who also released a first single that was so bad that it didn't make the album. This is the only other instance of that I've ever heard happening. My ears still bleed when I sleep sometimes. <laughs> Toy, yo-yo, thang on me. Hey, don't skip ahead with the lyrics. We have we we listened to exactly five seconds of the song and have talked for fifteen or twenty minutes. I want to say. <laughs> well, listen, when the first lyrics are as you said earlier, yodel, grunt, oink, oink, chuckle, ow, what's, bark, bark, chuckle. But what's great is that those aren't like the that's those are the onomatopoeia. Those are the words describing the sounds, but that's not what it sounds like. So it should sound like. Yeah, that's pretty much what he sounded like. I don't know. It didn't sound like that to me. Let's hear, <laughs> let's hear a little bit more and see if he shakes it up. Sound. 
In Portuguese, it means bring your ass. Yes. This is this almost. Let me make it sound like a honky tonk hoedown. Well, because in Portuguese, it means bring your ass. <laughs> it sounds like a line dance. It kind of does. It sounds like a funky line dance. In Portuguese, it means bring your ass on the floor, move it real fast. <laughs> I want to see a kitty with a little bit of titty. Want to know where I go when I'm in the city? Yeah. And then the yodel. Yeah, then that's where the yodel comes in. And the bar oh. was the problem is that he didn't use the right genre. We need to make a remix with <laughs> Steve's well, line. Well, pop, 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 I like it. No, but Mike, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's, I like, I like where Steve's head at right now. I think we could re-release Popazow and it'd be way more popular like that. I'm looking at, I mean, it's still, I'm singing it in my head as I go along and it works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just the first line. <laughs> in Portuguese, it means bring your ass on the floor, move it real fast. I want to see a kitty with a little bit of titty. Want to know where I go when I'm in the city? Take your partner around the neck, strangle them till they go at yodel bark, etc. In Portuguese, it means bring your ass on the floor and move it fast. I want to see in a little bit. Want to know where I go when I'm in your city? The cat is coming straight out of the no. Yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean like uh, even genius lyrics doesn't know? What to be us? I just don't think anyone on the internet was invested enough to try to explain what popo's out means. Girl, don't worry about all the dough, is, about all the money, because yes. a cat is coming straight out of the no. Well, cat, cat can be. Um, <laughs> cat can be. Hold on, I'm doing the math in my head. There's like little, there's mathematical equations and symbols I popping can see up them over hovering my above head. You, yeah. Um, cat can refer to not necessarily the physical cat creature, but it can refer to a uh, a typical. Uh, sort of nickname for a stranger you don't really know. Like, that's yeah. one cool Man, cat. Man, a cool cat. Uh, <laughs> or, coming straight out of the no, no could be perhaps a location like New Orleans. Um, that's very far from any place in Brazil. And this is, as he said, a Brazilian ass shaker. All right, someone find me a map. Mike, go get me a map. Okay, all right, all right. Let me... We gotta see no uh, a real map. You, <laughs> you feckless wor worm. You didn't. Mike, Mike's, Mike's improv object work is fantastic. It's just unfortunately lost in a podcast setting. <laughs> I unrolled you it and everything. You feckless milk toast. Get me a real map. Cats. Cat also has another meaning though. You know what I mean? And he's talking about wanting to see the kitty with the titty. I think he's talking. Not the cats. Oh no! Go ahead. Mike's making sex references. No. He made the sex reference. Look at that. Kitty with the titty. Mike's, In Mike's defense, Mike's, Captain Mike, Federline started. Mike's it. pointing out the sex references. Okay. Well, then you'd say cat is a lady. Because the kitty's got the titties, right? Uh, so you have titties. No, he doesn't say the kitty with the titty. He, 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 he very carefully specifies. He says, want to see a kitty with a little bit of titty. I think he's... I have nipples, Greg. Can you, can you milk, milk me? me? You know, let's, <laughs> let's see if he sheds more light on that. Spoiler, I don't think he will, but.
Can I just say, Kevin Federline right now looks exactly how I do when I'm editing each episode of this podcast. Just rocking. I'm just rocking out with like a mixer in front of me. Having the time of my life. Yeah, this is it. This is going to be the episode yeah. that Rockets is starting. Oh, yeah. Here it comes. The, yeah. one with, the one where they keep saying, in Portuguese, it means bring your ass. That's the one. That's the ticket That's to comedy gold. Just complete, just a look of complete self-delusion and, and just worthless hope that you know <laughs> without an the, ounce of self-awareness and won't in the it's hope but without meaning hopozow <laughs> i'm gonna make an ins- an inspirational remix of this <laughs> okay now that's already two remixes guys we gotta be very remix heavy today you know we only have i don't i just don't want us to dilute dilute our uh, our entertainment waters here with I don't want the parts per million to, to to vacillate back and forth like this. We we definitely need. We we only have so much audience, guys. Well, spe- speaking of, only listen to us make crappy things crappier so many times. In Portuguese, of, it means bring your dreams. Well, right? speaking of so, crappy and vacillation, let's talk about this ass he's referring to. So he says, "Bring that Brazil booty on the floor, up, down, all around. Work that shit with this funky sound." It's not funky though. I feel like when you think thunk, you feel like like Toe Jam and Earl. I don't yeah. know if you guys ever play that game, but yeah. no. When oh. you when you think funk, <laughs> the first thing you think of is a video game from the nineties. They were from the planet Funkatron, Steve. I don't think you get any more funky are than you that. Sh- are you sure? When you think of funk, the first thing you don't think of is I don't know funk music from when funk music was. And made? where do you think funk music came from, Steve? If not Planet Funkatron. All right, I can see I'm. Can see <laughs> I've I'm, never I'm, played Toji. I can see I'm armed. I'm armed for a battle with a couple of witless morons, or just funk fanatics, Steve. I don't know. You let the listeners be the judge. <laughs> this battle of wits with these unarmed opponents, I feel it's. <laughs> I feel I'm. I feel very. I feel like I'm taking advantage of the two of you. <laughs> I'm rewinding that because that little who 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 that was not any of us. That was Kevin Federline reacting to his own music. He is so happy with his work. Why? This video is unique. This song is unique because you actually—it's the first time we actually got to see the artist just listening to their own music. And their own reaction to it. Like I know so many people who are actors or like who can't stand to see their own performances. They just want to do it and then they're done. Musicians the same. But and I'm not associating it's the process, Nick. That's exactly. fulfilling, I'm not, I'm not, not the result. Exactly. And I'm not associating any judgment with how you decide to do it. I'm just saying to be able to witness the artist listening to their own music and just loving the shit out of it. This was the dumbest idea ever. Listen, I'm obsessed with my work. I'll re-listen episodes over and over again. I'll re-watch things. On the train with no headphones on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I want to spread that enjoyment to everyone around me and enjoy sure, it enjoyment. myself. <laughs> but you, you can't film yourself laughing at It's like filming yourself laughing at your own jokes. You know what I mean? Yes. I'll laugh at my own jokes, but I'm not going to film that. Somebody's got to. <laughs> Ba-doom. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Because this was the world introduction to his first song. This was the first taste anyone got of it. World! 
You need yes. world you need... introduction, Nick. Yes. The world. This was the first time his music was displayed to the world. Yes. Humble. I mean, the internet's a powerful tool, Nick. I don't think it's that powerful. I don't think the internet is powerful okay, enough everyone to... Okay, everyone who watched this YouTube video, it was their first exposure to it. That's... F- and it's only got, like, 15,000 no, views. the original one was taken down long ago. It was there, taken down? It was taken down. Was it too popular? I think so. It <laughs> broke the why. internet, and to fix it, they had to take it down. <laughs> That's how the internet works, folks. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! No, stop it! Mike is rocking out. Mike is Mike is doing the exact same thing that he is doing in the video. Okay, Fed. Yeah, he is he is grooving right now. I'm an empath, Steve. You gotta understand. <laughs> and as one, like I can't help it when I listen to this bad music for too long, Steve. I start to it get just in the starts heads. to sound good. <laughs> it's like oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, K Fed. <laughs> Popozow, popozow. Get on your side, Wait, we ran out of lyrics. Did he say the G? Wait, the genius I do shout. I'm just saying in popozow. The genius I do shout. So he's saying this song is so intellectually above. Yes. Everything. Genius. It's genius. This is some genius stuff, people. It's so genius, he can't even articulate the sentence properly when he says, This genius I do shout, I'm just singing Popozow. I notice a lot of times when you can tell when the lyric writing and songwriting chops aren't really, like, you know, up to snuff when they rap like Yoda speaks. Where you have to rearrange the words in the sentence in such a contrived way. It's like, why didn't you just write hold, a second draft hold or on, something? Hold on, Mike. I think Nick brought up that point so that he could start doing Yoda impressions. Let's listen. Yeah, to bring up Yoda impressions. This segue I did not go into. Yeah, mm. yeah. it sucks when someone puts a spotlight on you, doesn't it? You're not ready for it. Bring your Quite. ass, you will. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, that's how that's how that's how the song starts with If Yoda talked in Portuguese, would it be Zo Pow Pow? Zo Popo Yoda's syntax is reversed, not how words are said. He's not speaking in pig Latin. But that one word means three words. A Brazilian ass shaker the song is. Ancient Jedi texts say, bring ass <laughs> to floor. <laughs> now I'm Mr. Miyagi. I don't know why. <laughs> fire. Fire. Yeah. K-Fed looks right at the camera and goes, it's Fire. Was this before hype men were invented? You know, you can't hype no, yourself. No, hype men existed. So he just, he, why didn't he, why didn't he bring in a hype man to like do this for him? You know what I mean? You can't hype yourself because then you look self-centered. Yes. 
even if you want to, even if you want to self hype all day, someone else has to do it. Like that's like the golden age rule. Rule of thumb. Get a hype man. He's air spanking now, Kevin Federline. <laughs> Why is he getting so much entertainment out of it? I love it. I love it to death. Uh, the next. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Well, yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> I, I think the. Uh, I think the. I think the. The most not damning, but the the thing that I can that I'm looking at right now that definitely uh, encapsulates this whole experience is that the next verse, according to Genius Lyrics, is. Parentheses, repeat chorus and bridge, fading into each other. Repeat, repeat, repeat. He wrote a part of a song and then regretfully forgot to finish it. <laughs> oh no, he finishes it strong. That shit. Wait, guys, you aren't responding to it in the way I thought you would hear it. Maybe you're not hearing it. Let me let me turn it up more. I want to know. Hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? <laughs> I desperately wish there was a camera behind him catching the expressions of the camera people that were filming him, just to see them. Just to see them, because he's so wrapped up in his own world here that he couldn't possibly see them just furtively glance at each other like this is a thing we're doing with. Our I'm lives. imagining it's like a zoo where they're just like behind a barricade, just observing. Kevin Federline in his environment. Just the, I mean, just the cameraman is. I was, I was fucking, I was fucking in Nam. I was in the Gulf War. I captured images of, of absolute stark beauty and the horrors of the human existence. And now I'm here, just recording something. I don't even know why people are watching this. I recorded. I've, I've been a camera. I've had a camera focused on the death of thousands. And I felt less guilty than I do right now. Couldn't you imagine, like, Werner Herzog, like, narrating this video, like... One time I saw a man be eaten by a bear when I filmed it, and this makes me feel rumbly in my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> the narcissism on display was very tragic to witness. I did not know what he was thinking, but I knew it was dark. <laughs> and then a bear just breaks, <laughs> and then into, a bear the breaks into the studio and eats cake. <laughs> John Candy's under the door. They just big bear chase me. It's a great outdoors reference. Love that movie. Do you remember <laughs> how? Do you remember how uh, in Grizzly Man how near the end they? Pl you don't hear it, but Werner Herzog hears the audio of the, you know the Grizzly Man getting eaten by the bears because the camera was left on, but the lens cap was on, and he hears the audio, and and he says he says um, to the um, I think it was his parents or his. Uh, family who owned it he says to them you need to destroy all copies of this audio he said the same thing about popo's out yeah. <laughs> i would rather listen to a man be devoured by a bear than hear this man repeat the same word he doesn't understand over and over and over again for millions of dollars Stop the popo sal! I can't take it anymore. Wait, did that? Did those? I, I, I didn't hear that part of the story of the Grizzly Man saga. Did, did all of those get destroyed, or can you still 
Like, why it's didn't not- we? Why didn't we listen to that last week instead of the fake hell noises? The real sound of someone getting eaten by a bear as opposed to fake hell noises. Yeah. No, none of that. None of that audio has made it onto the internet. Actually. That's probably for the best. Yeah, probably. Yet Popo's out is there. That's fire. <laughs> Yeah, so no, Mike. That was the best part. He says Popo's out. I want to see some bring your ass. You know what? I'm sure Popo's out has a slightly different meaning actually in Portuguese. But as it was introduced at the beginning of the song, it is in Portuguese. It means quote bring your ass. So I want to see some. Popo's out. You're right. I want to see some bring your actually, ass. Actually, this is the one This is the one lyric that works if Yoda says it, because then it says, bring your ass? I want to see some. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it works. Oh, Popo's bring your out, ass. I want to see. Bring your ass. Bring your I ass. I want to see some. Bring your ass. I want to see. <laughs> mm. Mm. Fat is your ass, I see. <laughs> Whoa, Yoda, you're so randy. Smack that thing, I will. <laughs> hey, simple. It simple, is simple. simple, simple right there. It <laughs> is simple, Kevin. Nobody disagrees with Kevin there. It's very simple. Simple, easy. Simple, simple, simple. Simple Jack. <laughs> no, but I love the last little bit he says as it fades out. That's the one to get it all started right there. <laughs> Yeah, we like it. That's the one to get it all started. The one that didn't appear on the album because it was so poorly received. The one that got away. Yes, yes, in a manner of speaking, it was the one that got away. Oh, man. I So, what, it was like a week after this that Britney Spears was like, yo, po-po the divorce papers because we're done. Technically not. This single came out, was immediately panned. Few weeks to few months later, the album comes out playing with fire. And, and then a week after that. And much like the actual act of playing with fire, everyone involved was regretting it afterwards, and several people had to be admitted to a burn unit. <laughs> There's just one last little bit I want to play, because I discovered... At first, I didn't think the song actually like existed on any streaming platform. Like I thought it was just released on that one viral video, and then it disappeared. But it turns out it was. Re- it is available. You can listen to the song. And not only that, but Kevin Federline was so confident when he released the single, he released... An instrumental version and an acapella version. Now, no. <laughs> y- we've all collectively suffered enough, so I'm not going to... Oh, man, I can't even use the instrumental version because i got to country it up. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to play the beginning of the song, the acapella version, because it is amazing. That is literally the beginning of the song acapella. Straight no chaser, ladies and gentlemen. It's terrifying. That genius I do shout by descended popozow. That genius I do shout by descended popozow. This could be in a haunted house this October. It means bring ass. So, so what? <laughs> what, you, what you might have what you might have missed is that Mike and I both thought that Nick had pressed pause, 
and started talking to each other on the show and then were surprised what seemed like several minutes later when we discovered that Nick had in fact not pressed pause and that was just how the song is. We were just talking and just like, so yeah, a joke here and joke here and joke here. Yeah. In, in our ear, as loud as humanly possible. With no yeah, warning. Halloween isn't just around the corner. I, I feel like instead of like the clanking chains and like ghost sounds, it's just the acapella version of Popo Zao. <laughs> yeah, K-Fed's House of Zao. Like, oh I can God. just see this now. Oh, Dude, that's just... Sounds sounds like it sounds like a Panda Express to me. What? Yeah. <laughs> sounds like Ke- sounds like Kevin Federline opens his own chain. If he's already co- appropriating this culture, he might as well open up his own chain of Chinese food restaurants. House of Tao. In, Ma- in Cantonese, it means bring a fork. <laughs> Asterisk. No, we do not have chopsticks. Bring that soy sauce to me. Oh wait, no, hang up. Let's go. There we go. Puts us to me. Come on down, who house is out? Soy sauce on me. Got free cookies for the kids too. Soy sauce to me. Soy sauce to me. Alright, that bullshit. That is Popo Zow by. God, how long Axel. were we recording? <laughs> Not as long as you think. Uh, but that was Popo Zow by. Britney Spears' ex-husband, Kevin Federline, <laughs> who uh, doesn't... S- I, I, I was trying to research to see what he's doing now, and for the most part, he just takes care of the kids. Yeah. Was he a... I mean, he was only with Britney for two years. Was he like a rebound or something? Because, like, this guy's... Wait, he's the responsible one? They, they, there was a whole bunch of court issues over like Britney Spears paying like child support and like he wanted more money and like they, it, he's it was a, he's a, a welfare whole, queen, kind of <laughs> through the corporate through the court proceedings it came out how much money Britney Spears makes and how much money Kevin Federline makes. Uh, Kevin Federline, according to these documents, makes about three thousand dollars a month, and Britney Spears <laughs> makes about. I don't, I've heard, several hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. She gets like, I think she like earned like fifty eight million in two thousand seventeen. I don't want to dox myself, but there's a reason I sighed when Nick said that number. Because <sighs> you're not making as much money a month as Kevin Federline is. I am not. Well, you drop some tracks like Popo's out. That streaming revenue will just mm, rain on you. So I I'm I feel so bad that Meatloaf is the one who's afraid he's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I said, I do have a degree of empathy for him. He, regardless of what you think about him, he was in over his head. I mean, did, were he and Britney Spears in love? I don't think it's for me to say what I think one way or another. Well, he was definitely in love with her. Hell yeah, man. All of them, I think most of America was. Are you kidding me? All right, so we have two. We have two points of view. We have one person who uh, is unable to, from a distance, uh, plumb the very depths of the souls of two human beings and their affection for one another. And on the other side, we have someone who instantaneously knows for a fact that they are in love with each other. I'm telling you what, man. When you, when, I see the signs. No matter for how long or short it was, love was there, man. When you are putting the baby juice into somebody and, like, ready to make some kids, come on. 
All I right. was hoping to go right. one episode okay. without the term baby uh-huh. juice. Okay, but before before Mike ruined the moment like that, I had a thought. Oh, okay. That's nothing to do with this show. You know what your calling is? It's a radio DJ. I mean, probably He's not. He's very close. You're, you're a you're podcaster. Pro- you're probably going to have to do satellite radio based on what you said immediately after I had this thought. But, I, yeah, you you should be a radio DJ. And you should definitely do the drive time morning show. <laughs> Why, what makes you say that, Steve? I, gee, I don't know. Should we go back over the course of the last year's episodes and maybe take a little... little yeah, I'll, I'll compile a little highlight yeah, reel. A little highlight reel, all right. <laughs> It'll be your audition. It'll be your audition reel. You got peeps at Sirius, don't you? Oh, I think I blew that interview. Let me tell you what. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> well, because you said baby juice in the interview when it was not even appropriate to do so. No sense of humor over at Sirius. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. No sense of humor at Sirius. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, I'm so happy the two of you found each other. <laughs> me too. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, you can listen to the full ar- episode archives at Come Here Floyd. You can follow us on all social media platforms. We are on the Twitter, on the Facebooks, on the Instagrams. And you can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Brigadier and uh, Stephen Trollinger. Yes, that's yeah, me. Shake it up there. That's me. That's my name. I'm like, That's my I'm, name. A, I'm uneasy right now, <laughs> Wait, does, man. Does I'm it, uneasy. What's <laughs> Does that mean I have to do the mic stuff? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I didn't know if this was Freaky Friday or not. Um, oh, man, that would be horrible. No offense, but that would be terrible for oh, me. That would be amazing. I would love to see that. Uh, uh, stay away from all wish fountains. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, so, though I would be invulnerable to harm. <laughs> That's perks. Um, yeah, find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm super funny on those things. Yes, you're a man trollo. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even have to say it. Thanks, Nick. I don't even know why I'm here now. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, those two places. Uh, Mike? Yeah, right. So you can find me at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR. Or on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.D-O-T. And yeah, like Nick said, you know, check it out. See, uh, you know, listen to some previous episodes. Leave a review on the Apple Podcast. Send us a song suggestion of some terrible or noteworthy, bizarre music you know of. And uh, what the dirtiest thing you've ever said to a man or woman in Portuguese was. Or it doesn't have to be dirty, but just like an interesting, you know, little, uh, like, I don't know any other Portuguese besides Popo's out. What, but obrigado. One of, oh. the, one of these days, someone's going to take one of your suggestions and, and send it to us. One of these days. Please, it's been 60 times, 61, 62, 60 something. I would love to get a response to one of these. It's going to be whatever one you do that ends up being like vaguely criminal. Yeah. Hope springs eternal. Yes. Tell tell us about the last time that you uh, uh, committed uh, adultery or uh, or statutory rape. And is adultery illegal? No. No. No, it isn't. Doesn't mean you should do it necessarily or commit it. But I thought, I thought that's just what adults did. Man. Unless the husband is also okay with it. Well, speaking of husbands, that's it for Kevin Federline. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm Steve Trollinger, which in Portuguese means go to hell. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Take care. Cut! <laughs> Oi! Oi! <coughs> 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 <coughs>